it goes without saying that the last couple of years have been a little bit rough for restaurants. I mean, there's been lockdowns, staffing shortages. Now we've got rising inflation, messing with our food costs and our bottom line. How do you deal with this, right? It becomes harder and harder every day to run your business, but there's a silver lining and I'm fresh off the restaurant 365 restaurant transformation conference yesterday. So this whole topic has just been oozing through my veins since I left there. And I know it's, I know it's confusing. It's a little bit um, overwhelming to try to think about the different type of technology that you might need in your restaurant, considering how many options there are. Good news. I've narrowed down a few of my favorites. Um, these are broken down into a couple different categories. And I figured with the end of the year here, we can put you on a path to implementing the technology that your restaurant really needs without making it feel like, you know, such a stressful situation. I totally understand where you guys are coming from. I was inundated with a lot of information. I speak to a lot of different tech companies all the time, but I'm going to simplify it for you here. And I'm going to help you create your tech stack for 2023. Look, I'm a big believer that experience teaches. My goal with this show is to have guests to share their experience so that they can tell you what it's like, what they did right and what they did wrong. And I'm going to share the same. Look, I'm not trying to regurgitate stuff you can find on the internet. I'm going to tell you how it really is and what it's really like to own your own place. This is the National Restaurant Owners Podcast with your host, Kyle and Sarah. This episode of the National Restaurant Owners Podcast is brought to you by Plate IQ your accounts payable automation and expense management solution. As a restaurant owner, you know how important it is to stay on top of your bills. Plate IQ works with over 20,000 restaurants across the country, helping them manage and automate the full life cycle of the invoice process. Everything from general ledger coding up to and including bill payment. Plate IQ uses OCR. What's OCR, Kyle? I'm gonna tell you. It's optical character recognition and deep machine learning to help eliminate manual data entry from the accounts payable process. With Plate IQ's vendor pay, you can seamlessly flow from invoice upload to paying your bills. That means you don't have to type it in. You scan it in and it does the rest of the work for you. How about that? Does that save you some time, some headaches? With Plate IQ's vendor pay, you can also see what is due and when. Schedule payments via check, ACH, or Plate IQ card. Plus, you can even earn cash back. Yes, cash back on your invoices from over 180,000 vendors. I didn't even know there were that many vendors. That's amazing. Lastly, vendor pay is also for vendors. Keeping your vendors happy will give you leverage in negotiating your terms. Vendors participating in Plate IQ's vendor pay love it because on average, they get paid 25% faster. To learn more, head over to plateiq.com, hit request demo in the top right hand corner and when you're done and you love it and you're ready to sign up mention that you heard all about plate iq on the national restaurant owners podcast from kyle and receive 25 percent off implementation all right so what is a tech stack and why the hell do you need one for your restaurant i know i know i know i know i speak to owners who have one unit and are implementing their first pos system and I think, how the hell do you operate? But that has worked for years, right? 
that has worked for years. But then I speak to multi-unit owners who have insane amounts of technology, all humming that allow them to be efficient, to make more money, to save money, and just ultimately buy back some time. And we're going to get into that a little bit more in a second. So what is a tech stack? Well, it's essentially the technology that you're going to use to run your restaurant. It's software, it's apps. It's just a term that has been around for a while, but has never really been used to, you know, it's never been used in the restaurant industry. So what I want to do now is just break it down into a few different categories to make it simple for you guys. And I'm going to give you a few recommendations. Uh, a few of these folks have been sponsors of the show, but that is not while I'm mentioning these at all. These are actually, I've either worked directly with these uh, tech companies at my own restaurant, or I've spoken to them, gotten demos and think, wow, this seems like a great product for restaurant owners. And I have friends who are in the business who have used a lot of these. So none of these have I not either used, been demoed on, or have personal references from uh, multi-unit restaurant operator friends and clients of mine who speak very highly of them. So just to keep that in mind, this is not like a pitchy type show. Uh, there will be links to the names that I do mention in here that were sponsors of the show. So uh, feel free to check them out and mention that you heard all about them on this show. Um, all right, let's start with operations. So let, well, let me back up. I broke it down to a couple different categories. I have operations, staffing, uh, guest experience and communications, marketing and social, and reviews. All right? The basics. And look, for me, how do you decide? Well, if it doesn't save you time or save you money, it's probably not the best bet. Because the last thing you want to do with any of this stuff is spend a whole bunch of money each month on your tech stack and have it cost you more money than what, the, you know, you're spending more money on tech than you are on everything else. So let's just make sure you're not wasting money. Um, so again, these are my suggestions. If you have any questions, hit me up. Reach out to me on Instagram. You guys know how to get a hold of me. Operations, let's start with the POS. Most important. Clearly the most important, right? You're collecting money. But the other features of these POS systems, like inventory, payroll management, kitchen display systems, all super important to your business. Um, I'm a big fan of Toast. Huge fan of Toast. I know people have different opinions um, on some of the aspects of the product, but they were a complete game changer for my restaurant, particularly during the pandemic. So um, we had their KDS systems, we had their handheld, um, sort of like table side, so you can pay the table stuff. And we also use them for delivery, which I'll get into in a second. But ultimately, you got to do something that, that you're comfortable with. I would recommend getting on the phone with Toast and talking to them see if you can get a little demo of their product. I believe they still send somebody out uh, that will show you how it works, um, but you, you gotta be comfortable. The next one under operations that I would, I would like to feature, which I can speak to personally being a major headache for myself, um, is your sales tax. So well, we had major sales tax issues at my first restaurant. It was completely fumbled. It was a nightmare. It cost us a ton of money, so pay your sales tax. But this group I met yesterday at the Restaurant 365 show, uh, Davo, they actually are connected to your POS. 
they see what you collected in sales tax. I believe they send you an email even to confirm like, hey, okay, it says here you did $3,000 yesterday. This is your sales tax. You say yes or no. As soon as you agree and say yes, they take that money from your account and put it in an account to hold on to. At the end of the month, at the end of the quarter, they pay it for you. I mean, come on. You know, I know it's very simple. A lot of you folks will say, I can do that on my own, but a lot of folks don't. You dip into that sales tax to pay other things. Not a good idea. Back when people were paying cash, that was a different story. Restaurants used to be able to get away with a lot of this stuff. Not the case anymore. So check out Davo. I believe he said it was about 50 bucks a month. Don't hold me to that. Uh, reservations. I'm a big fan of Resi. Resi, any kind of platform that will allow you to gain insight into your guests. There's a ton of functionality to Resi. Uh, I actually really like it as a uh, guest of restaurants. You know, I think ultimately that's where we're headed, right? People don't want to call the restaurant. And do you really want them to call? A lot of restaurants don't even answer the phone for reservations anymore. But Resi is great. The functionality is very simple. That you can be set up by the end of like a couple of days, I think. Uh, maybe even by the end of the day. I don't know. But it's, it's quick and easy to set up. You collect customer data. And ultimately to me, between the POS and Resi, you can provide new levels of hospitality, right? You can see when certain groups came in, what they ordered. Um, you can use that information to go over to a table and say, hey, did you enjoy the halibut last time you were here? Or hey, I noticed that you guys order tequila a lot. We just got another one in. Can I sample you on it? It's next level. It gives you that opportunity to be a better restaurant. And I think in this time when we're trying to squeeze, right? People are trying to squeeze their wallets, maybe not dining out so much for breakfast and lunch and saving up for those dinners. The more hospitable you can be, the better off you're going to be. And I think it's an opportunity uh, more than anything. So keep that in mind. Resi, there's a bunch of other platforms out there. Open Table uh, is another one. I know you can, can link out on Yelp and things of that nature. But again, look into what works for you. Uh, accounting. This is what the show was about yesterday. And if you're looking to scale your restaurant, you need to have a bulletproof accounting system that is efficient and transparent, if you ask me. And I had my eyes opened yesterday by the team from Restaurant 365 and the groups. I mean, they had McDonald's franchisees there. They had N Pizza. They had Luke's Lobster. And they all are on the platform. There's a ton, a ton, a ton of functionality to this. But essentially, you can run daily P&Ls. You know, you have the opportunity to, to create a workflow for your managers where you can just see where they're entering in um, sales data, they're entering in invoices, and it's infinitely less time consuming than the old process of here's a stack of invoices, the bookkeeper picks them up, they plug them into QuickBooks. Look, if that works for you, it works for you. But having a team, right? You have a team of people who deal strictly with restaurants as accountants. It's a different ball of wax, man. It is not the same as having your local accountant do your books. You need a restaurant-specific bookkeeper, whether it's Restaurant 365 or somebody else. But from a tech perspective, they completely blew my mind yesterday. They are on top of it, and all the big brands are on them. Look, I don't know the cost, but make sure you're not just wincing at the cost and passing on it because it's too expensive. You will wind up paying 10 times more in fees if you're not with the correct bookkeeper. So check them out, Restaurant 365. Now, lastly, under operations, 
some of you may know, I'm a little bit partial to the native delivery. Native meaning you do your own delivery. Now, I don't mean that you need to have people with their own cars delivering their food if you want to. That's that's fine. Um, but through Toast and a... Now, again, at the time, this was me. This was maybe a year and a half ago. You could get a partnership. You could have a partnership, rather, with DoorDash where you are not on their platform, but you still use their drivers to deliver the food. Okay, so let me back that up. To do that, you were gonna drive all of your delivery orders to your website, your social media, you're gonna promote your links, right? It all goes through Toast. And then the DoorDash, I believe it's called White Label, has some other name, but it's basically white labeling it for you DoorDash will then come pick it up and deliver it, and the fees are much, much less. Now, some folks are just volume game. Get me on Uber Eats, get me on DoorDash, I don't care. I'll raise the prices, whatever. You got to figure it out. It's got to work for you. And again, it has to save you time. It has to save you money. If not, it's not worth it. Okay? All right. So that's operations. POS, Toast I love, Sales Tax, Dabo. Resi for reservations, Restaurant 365 for accounting and delivery. Look, I, 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 I prefer to go native, but you know the names of the players, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, all of them. Um, if you prefer to go that route, that is certainly an option. Let's move on to staffing. Real quick one here. Staffing, former sponsor of the show. We had their CEO on a couple weeks ago. Just look. The days of the cockboard with the plastic sheet, with the schedule that you slide, whoop, hit the mic there, schedule that you slide in and out, that is over, okay? Go digital. So you can put everything up there for your schedule on seven shifts, and it also allows you to communicate you as the owner or the staff to communicate with one another to kind of trade shifts and, you know, ultimately it allows you to track and stay on your sales budget on your um, payroll budget. And you can see everything and you can just forecast your schedule out into the future, ultimately help you make more profitable decisions, help you basically get back time, like you don't need to be spending all these time, all this time every week making a schedule, be more efficient. And in the process, when, when you're providing staff with this scheduling, that's easy for them to see. It's, you know, two weeks out as opposed to, hey, it's Sunday, here's your schedule for next week. You're gonna retain more employees, period. Everything's digital. And, and I guarantee you by, by implementing a digital schedule, you're gonna have less turnover you're gonna spend less time updating your schedules and you're gonna save money on payroll. You know, managers as it is now are, are getting their time back because I mean, just those little paper requests, going through texts, uh, emails, uh, verbal commitments to, hey, you said I could have off next Saturday. No, simplify it all. You can track your tips on seven shifts. You can update the schedules quickly. You know, if something happens, you can 
say, hey, actually, you know, we're closing for dinner next week for a private party. Um, it, it, focus on your labor targets and your sales targets. Everything is right there. So, again, reach out to them, Seven Shifts. They have a generous offer. I will link it in the show notes. I believe it is you save on some implementation fees, which is really awesome. Um, but, you know, you, you can use it for hiring. You know, it, it links to uh, posting to Indeed. It has the forms and the documents that you need on there, and you can track applicants as they come in. And it, again, it will make you more efficient. It'll help you buy back a little bit of time. Um, the communication piece I like, I like the fact that it's not just texting between staff and, hey, you know, I, I traded with Kevin and he's going to pick up my Saturday and I'm going to work his Sunday. Does that work for you? You know, maybe you had them scheduled for a reason, right? So this way they can request the time. You can either approve or deny it. Um, but, you know, ultimately it's about making better operational decisions for your restaurant, making yourself more efficient, uh, making the business more efficient. And again, I think it also goes back to if the staff is not in a pissy mood because you're scheduling them um, poorly, um, meaning too many at one time or you're not getting the schedule out on time, um, you know, if you're doing things like that, they're not going to be in a great mood. That translates to the guest experience, which is the last thing you want to have happen. So um, if everything's running smoothly, it certainly will be um, better for them, and they will definitely be treating the guests better, and the guests will want to come back. So that's the hope there, too. Um, let's talk about marketing next, marketing and social. So I know a lot of you folks out there who ask me about websites. A group that I'm very fond of, the two groups, Bento Box, fully transparent. I have an affiliate relationship with them. They will hook your website up. Take a look at a lot of the restaurant websites that you have seen. A large percentage of them will say made by Bento Box at the bottom. It's a really one-stop solution. I will link them in the show notes. Um, you don't have, it's one of those things. If you can't do it better yourself, then why would you do anything? Like why would you attempt to create a website on your own? Or you have somebody who can do it for you. Um, but this is an all-in-one digital platform. You can implement online ordering. It's got the ability to collect email addresses and all that stuff. And they just know what, what uh, restaurant websites need. You know, with a, with a clean website that's mobile friendly, that's a key thing, mobile friendly, mobile first, as, as a lot of folks say, uh, you can be able to drive more online ordering. You can, you know, get um, reports from these websites showing where the, where people are coming from um, real time. But, you know, it, it's really a perfect product for restaurants because you reach out to them, you provide the pictures. I think in some instances uh, that they may even come out and take the pictures. I may be wrong on that, but... Um, it's going to change the game for you when you have a sleek website. You can really put out there your vibe, your energy, and, you know, the functionality of that site, especially from the mobile device, is super important, and BendoBox gets that. So um, I highly recommend reaching out to them and seeing what's up, seeing if you, if you have a, a good good fit with their team there. Uh, again, there are, are other options. You can do Wix. You can do Squarespace. Uh, I'm a big fan of Fiverr, which is a gig site. You can go there and have somebody create a website for you. Not my favorite. Uh, Bento Box for sure does a much better job. 
Um, but like I said, if you have somebody in the family or somebody on your team who can create a website, fantastic, then, then do that. Uh, another thing you're going to want to do is have some sort of ability to capture content. So iPhone, you're going to need an iPhone. Hopefully you have one. That's what you use. I'm partial. I'm partial to iPhone. If Apple wants to come here and, and, and help sponsor the show, I will preach the iPhone. Um, but no, and, and for real, like he, there's just so much more functionality to it for me. That makes it easier to, to use. I think the pictures are better. I think they upload the social media better. And with that content, you can create great social media um, posts using Canva. Uh, Canva has a lot of unique functionality to it that is great for restaurants, has a ton of options in terms of design. So whether that's you or somebody else, get a Canva subscription, it's like 15 bucks a month. And it, you can be like a graphic designer without having to go to school. I know graphic designers can do a lot better stuff, but for restaurants uh, and, and for myself, I use Canva all the time. Um, it's fantastic. But for video, uh, video editing for, for Instagram, for TikTok, for anything, uh, I use CapCut. It is, again, very simple to use. It's fun if you like that type of stuff. You can really create stunning sort of, you know, video with uh, transitions and text and music and sound effects, uh, whatever you'd like. CapCut, very easy to use. If you're just doing, you know, content around the restaurant, very easy to edit those clips to what, to what came out best and piece it together how you want it. So, again, big fan of CapCut. There's another one, InShot, some folks like. Again, I'm... Um, Big fan of CapCut. It's free. Uh, InShot has minimal cost. I think it's five bucks or ten bucks a month. But again, all these things add up. You don't want to be paying ten bucks a month for an app that you're not going to use. You know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you know the old you know the old tale for restaurants: pennies make quarters, quarters make dollars, right? So, um, again, make sure you can use it. Make sure whoever on your team uh, is is comfortable with it. Don't force it on anybody, but um, check them out. I just encourage you to check them out and see what works. All right, so we're kind of ripping through these. We're ripping through the tech stack. Hopefully you guys are writing this down. Um, let's go on to the guest experience and communication. So one of uh, the other affiliate relationships I have here is Atmosphere TV. If you're a restaurant or a bar, what do you put on the TV? Now I know a lot of folks, sports, great. Um, some other will roll like movies or certain different types of, uh, pre-made videos that kind of fit the content, uh, the concept, the restaurant concept that is, that's cool. Um, atmosphere TV has that, you know, they, they were, um, the first group to really reach out to me. So I'm a big fan of them and they actually have atmosphere TV right here down in my office here. And it's, um, you can do all sports, you can do like funniest videos. You can do um, like a vacation video. You can do like a chill video. They have Chive TV. They have a lot of different, very cool things. I think they actually have TikTok on, um, on Atmosphere TV, I believe. Um, but it, you, it's what you put on TV when sports isn't on. So even if you're a small bar and you put on, you know, you got the game, you got the local football game on Monday night football right now is a big thing. If, um, you know, if the local Monday night football game, uh, or if it's not local rather, if it's not a local Monday night game and your guests don't want to watch it, what are you putting on? You know, you can't really put on something that has too much audio to it, right? That kind of ruins the vibe. Nobody wants to have a TV in the background unless you're kind of like a, 
I always imagine it to be like a little dive bar type. Feels like you're at somebody's house, which is cool. But if you want to have something visually stimulating and entertaining that people can just kind of look up at while they're um, spending money at your bar, you know, if it's entertaining, engaging, they're going to sit there longer. You know, if it's an out of town game, middle, a little low interest. And you, again, you're not going to put on, you know, Seinfeld or a copy or some show that's, you know, maybe inappropriate for your guests or whatever. This is um, great. Tons and tons of options on Atmosphere TV. Check them out. Link will be in the show notes as well. Um, you're also going to want some sort of platform to be collecting email address on a regular basis from your Wi-Fi. So I don't have a name for this. There's a couple different groups out there that, that do it. There's a bunch of options, um, but people need Wi-Fi. So you can have a service where they use your Wi-Fi, but they have to give you their contact information first. And why is that important? We can do a whole show just on that. It's important because guests are, they're in your restaurant, right? So they had some reason to be there. They like it there. A friend told them to check it out. And so many restaurants forget about this, but one of the best things you can do is remarket to your, your existing guests. It's a lot harder to try to get new customers. Your best form of getting new customers are your existing customers, in my opinion. So whether you're, you know, creating content, they're sharing it digitally, uh, or you're getting an email address that you can remarket them directly, um, find out a way to get that email address and, and get a hold of them because that is the way to, to build your customer base. And I like an email application called Flowdesk. Flowdesk, link will be in below. They are a very easy to use newsletter. I use it for, for my newsletter. It is literally, I created a template. I cut and paste it. I update it every week and um, not cut and paste, rather I duplicate it every week and I just add new content every single week. It can, you can help, you know, you, it will help you rather create a link or a landing page for your website that folks will use if they go to your website to, um, you know, join your mailing list or you can put on your social. It's very simple and easy to use. Do not be scared by it. There's other ones like MailChimp and um, what's the other one? The big one, I'm forgetting the name of it. Constant Contact, also great. To me, they're a little bit more heady, a little bit more going on there. I like Flowdesk, simple, easy to use. Um, so that's that. QR codes. People love them, people hate them. Use them for something. Use them for, if you're not using them for your menu, I get it. People are wanting these paper menu, wanting the paper menus back. I like the paper menus uh, in most instances, but QR codes are great for almost anything. You know, hey, you wanna stay up to date on our events. You wanna know, you know, specials that are coming up, put a QR code there, capture that um, information and it will um, have the guests fill in their contact, their email address, their phone number, whatever you want, their name, and then you can use that again to remarket to them. Uh, contactless stuff, Toast has a lot of options for that. Not a lot of options. You know, you can order from your phone. You can order from, um, you can order from the the handheld thing. Your your servers can use that to place the order. Um, they are not going to have to deal with um, with with you, <laughs> with the servers in the restaurant going up to them and getting them the credit card. They can keep their own credit card and and you know handle it that way if they're still concerned about that stuff. Um, depends on the concept, depends on how you guys want to handle it. Depends on what your guests say, right? Some folks find it very useful. Some restaurants around here that I'm friendly with and like to go to have uh, implemented it 
in some cases, I think it's a great fit. Other cases, it seems a little weird. You guys make that call for yourself. Um, but yeah, contactless stuff. Uh, under guest experience, loyalty programs. If you're a fine dining establishment, probably don't need a loyalty program. But if you're a casual QSR, fine casual, you can find a way to make loyalty um, work for you. It is a great way to, again, get customer data, uh, allow folks who are like raving fans of your concept to benefit from them coming and spending so much money. And again, you get that data when they sign up for it. You can see, wow, you know, he, this guy is ordering so much. This is great guy. Let me reach out to him and thank him. Let me take a picture with him, post on social media. And at this time of year, one of my absolute favorite things to do is go to your loyalty application. There's again, there's several out there. Um, I can't remember the name of Toast may also um, have this option on their back end, but uh, if not, I'm sure they have a partnership with somebody. But at this time of year, end of year, pull up, let's just say at the end of November, pull up all of your sales, right? The loyalty people who are in the program, have them forcibly or, or like at least put it in front of them that they're going to need to sign up for the loyalty program when they, before they check out. Um, you can see who was your top. You can rank them, right? From one to, to however many. And I would say the top five, top three, top five, reach out to them and say, hey, your next order's on me. You treat them a little bit like a VIP, right? Not even a little bit. You might have, you're going to be shocked when you see the amount of money some of these folks are spending in your restaurant. You don't even realize it. That person coming to pick up once a week, you may be on a first name basis. You may not be, but they could be spending five grand a year in your restaurant. That's significant. And nothing will go further than if you say, Hey, Mary noticed you are one of our top customers in our loyalty program. Uh, would love to either have you come in for dinner or pick something up and take it out with you. Or, Hey, you know what? We are, um, actually offering discounts on buyouts and private events. It's all available to you. You guys can custom make that however you'd like. Uh, reach out to me if you want to talk about that. I have some great ideas in regards to how you can leverage that loyalty program. Um, but guest experience communication, uh, let's just run through that again. Wi-Fi, find a group that will help you provide Wi-Fi, collect addresses in-house, Flowdesk, get those email addresses, monthly newsletters out with your, all your specials, updates, recipes, whatever type of content you're creating. Atmosphere TV, put something on TV that's actually visually stimulating, entertaining, keep people there longer, have them spending more money. QR codes, contactless stuff, and of course, loyalty programs, all tech that you should be considering. Last, but definitely not least, because I think this is one of the coolest pieces of tech out there. I would have to say this is probably my second favorite piece of tech um, in the business first being Davo on the operation side, take care of that sales tax. Don't even worry about it. Um, Ovation. Ovation. I've seen uh, Zach. Uh, Zach Oates is, is out there quite a bit on social. I've been on his show. Um, Ovation is basically like a digital table touch. That's how he describes it. So you will, your guests will get a alert to kind of like, Hey, how was your experience? And they pick whatever they think it was. And if there's a problem, your general manager will know right away and can be linked 
to the guest via text immediately. It can be shared. The regional director can be shared with other folks in the restaurant and you're immediately connected to the guest. Boom. They said the table, they didn't like it. Hey, just so you gave us, you know, uh, you, you weren't so thrilled with your experience. I'm Kyle. I'm your manager. How can we have made this better? What can I do to make sure you leave here happy? That's real time. That's digital. You know, the problem with some of these other platforms or not even with the problem with the platform I think the platform is great. The platforms like Yelp and Google reviews, but people often leave those reviews when they left the restaurant. Well, what's the point here? Are you trying to have a better experience? You're just trying to dig at somebody, right? Uh, I'm gonna get myself in trouble. So I probably stop, <laughs> stop talking about that, but yeah, right. Like the goal is to have a better experience in the restaurant. I want to make sure that I'm finding out as soon as possible if I'm an owner, if I'm a manager. And if it can happen while you're in the restaurant, perfect. If it could happen that you're down the block and I can say, hey, I just noticed I got this, great. But digital communication is just as critical and it has the same weight. So uh, check out Ovation, Zach Oates, let him know that Kyle at the, the Restaurant Owners Podcast uh, sent you there. He's a good dude, tons of energy. And I, again, I think one of the best pieces of tech out there to consider for your restaurant. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up real quick. Um, a lot, covered a lot here. Um, obviously, feel free to to replay the show and to kind of just get caught up with um, everything that was mentioned here. But essentially, you got to focus on your technology, particularly if you're growing. Um, but two things you have to consider. Are you going to save money? Are you going to save time? Is it going to make you more efficient in that process? I guess would be the third piece of so three things, I guess. Um, that is what you should be focusing on. Having tech for tech isn't going to help you. Uh, monthly subscriptions will add up and it'll wind up costing you more than what it's worth. But if you use it, right? Technology is as good, right? The results are as good as what goes into it. So keep that in mind. But we reviewed uh, your tech stack, operations, staffing, marketing, and social, the guest experience and communication, reviews, and that's really how I categorize them. There's a lot of other options, you know, that you can consider in terms of the brands that I mentioned. Uh, feel free to do some digging and reach out to me if you have any questions. Happy to make some introductions if you guys um, should need. But um, that's it. That's it for today. I think you have a hopefully have a better idea of where to go with this stuff. Uh, I've given you some neat names. I've given you some strategies and always here to help. If there's anything that you guys may need in terms of um, just a question about, Hey, this is where I'm at. And what do I do before you reach out to these guys? Uh, hit me up over on Instagram at Kyle and Sarah. And of course, this is the time of year where you guys should be booking events. So use, if you have your email list, hit them up now. Hit them up now. I always say right after Halloween's or a little bit late, but hit them up now about private parties. Use that loyalty program if you have it already. Find who your best guests are. Offer them discounts on private events, holiday catering packages, things of that nature. And um, it's a great opportunity for what for what my buddy Sean Walchef calls digital hospitality. So um, look, rising inflation, staffing shortages, all these things. Technology is here to help you. And you've made it this far. You've been through the pandemic. You've been through lockdowns. You've got the technology. Embrace it. It's not going anywhere. It's here to help you. It will make you a better restaurant owner. It will make you a better restaurant. It will probably make you more money. And uh, just stay focused. Stay focused on what you're trying to accomplish for this year. Get ready for the new year. Heading into 2023, 
head up, ready to rock. So I hope this episode helped. Please like and share it with your friends. And um, again, hit me up if you have any questions. And I thank you guys for listening to this show on your tech stack, on, on restaurants tech stack. And uh, I'll catch you later this week. Ciao, guys. Thank you for checking out another episode of the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to help support the show, share it with your friends. Share it with your restaurant buddies. Share it with your people who want to be restaurant people. That'd be great. And you could post on your social, too. We, we would love that. Tag us. We'll share it in, in kind, right? That's what they say. We'll share it in kind. So you share and we'll share it. And if it's not too much to ask, one other little thing or two other little things, if you could leave us a rating and review, we'd really appreciate it. Because that's what kind of like bumps us up and, and makes us, you know, more visible to other restaurant folks who are looking for us. So that'd be great to catch all the latest from me personally. You can follow me on Instagram at Kyle and Sarah, also at Kyle and Sarah on Twitter and on TikTok and LinkedIn. So that's great. If you want to follow the show, it's at restaurant underscore owners underscore podcast on Instagram. Thanks again. And I'll see you next time.